with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Let's jump straight in. Tech Guide. This was a real effort to push into that growing consumer space, very competitive space in Australia. Tech Guide. It does give the user plenty of options, whether you're working or viewing content on the device. Keeping you updated and educated, this is the Tech Guide Podcast. Knowing Apple, you just don't know what to expect. Tech Guide. They've gone from taking an excellent device and they've made it even better. It's had a redesign inside and out. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide, episode 203. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news, views, and reviews. Thanks for listening, and thanks for downloading. And if you're a first-time listener, we're really glad you found us. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. And this week, we are in San Francisco, where we're attending the Apple Worldwide Developers Conference. We're going to be talking shortly about their latest announcements. Also on the show, the technology Domino's Pizza is using to get your food to you faster and the new Bose range of headphones that are all wireless. In the Tech Guide reviews, we look at the case that makes your Apple Watch waterproof, the Audio-Technica wireless high-res audio headphones and the SanDisk drive that can expand your iPhone and iPad's memory. And we'll finish it off with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. Plenty to get through, so let's get cracking. Well, we're here in San Francisco for Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference. We've just heard all the news, all the announcements, and it is all software. We we did suspect there may have been some hardware announcements, but there were no hardware announcements. It was totally software-related, so we're going to be talking about the new software for iOS, so that's iOS 10. We're also going to be talking about the new Mac software, which is now called Mac OS Sierra, and also the new Watch OS 3, and also the Apple TV, the TV OS. And Tim Cook took to the stage at the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium, and in light of the events of Orlando, he asked everyone to be upstanding and to observe a moment's silence in in respect of the victims of the the mass shooting in Orlando. And uh, the whole audience did that. It was actually a... A very solemn start to the whole uh, keynote uh, once once that was completed. But once we finished that, it was straight into the announcements, and one of the biggest was iOS 10. This is the new software that will run on the iPhone and the iPad. Now, this is it's quite a, a quite a big update. This is pretty ambitious, and it, it, there are a lot of new features that have been added as a result of this update. And uh, the update should be available in July if you want to take part in the beta program, uh, and it will be then available in September, just ahead of the new iPhone launching uh, launches later that year, later this year. Now, to start with, uh, we're going to go through some of the new features. One of them is enhanced messaging. Messaging is one of the most popular things we do on the iPhone, and with this new update, you can add things like uh, animations, uh, bubble effects, so you can make your your text bubble even bigger. Your text uh, will then bounce up or down in that little square to become uh, smaller or larger, depending on the type of message you want to convey. There's also a little thing called invisible ink, 
where you actually the, the receiver can run their finger over the message on their screen to reveal the text. So it adds a little bit of surprise. But you can write on the screen, add emojis, uh, all those sorts of things. The lock screen, now simply raising the phone to look at it will then reveal your lock screen. It won't unlock your phone, but it will give it, it will then uh, reveal your lock screen so you can see all the notifications that are on your on your display. And it will also let you, using 3D Touch, if you've got a 6S or a 6S Plus, act on those notifications as well. So 3D Touch lets you, say, respond to messages uh, and, and uh, to look at those other notifications as well. Siri is, uh, again, going to take a, play a bigger role in iOS because it's not only in iOS, it's also been introduced to the Mac for the first time as well. So developers were really excited to hear that they're finally going to get access to Siri for, to, for, to make use in their app. So it will open up all these new possibilities to allow users to ask Siri different things, to find different things, perform different tasks within those apps as well. Moving along to Maps, this has also had a pretty serious update, and now it is also open to developers. So developers uh, can, can integrate mapping into their own apps as well. So an example would be if you want to book a table at a restaurant or book a ride, pay for that ride, navigate to the restaurant, you can actually do that within Maps and accessing the API of those apps that developers have created uh, so that that becomes, part, that becomes part of Maps as well. So rather than bouncing in and out of four or five different apps, you can stay in the one app as well. One thing, a really hard thing to do on your phone is looking for photos. I'm sure you've got thousands of photos on your phone. Trying to find the different photos is really difficult. Well, there's a new feature called Memories. And what this does, it looks at every one of your photos and uses advanced computer vision that makes more than 11 billion computations per picture. By that I mean it looks at things like people, faces, places, where, where you know not, not only where you took the photo, but what's in the photo, topics, and it arranges them in different ways so you can sort them even faster and look for the photos that you want to. So it might, it might identify objects, places, landscape, whether there's water in the photo, there's animals in the photo, other distinguishing features. And not only can you find them faster, it can also arrange them into these movies that are automatically edited with transitions and music as well. So you're making more of your memories. The Home app is another is another app for iOS 10 that places all your home automation functionality into one place. If you're running home automation devices right now, what you need to do, depending on which developer, which uh, which manufacturer has created that product, you're bouncing in and out of various apps to achieve that home automation. So what Home the Home app does, it allows apps that have been developed with the Home Kit which is Apple's own SDK, their own de development language. And it arranges that in one place so that all those products can, be, can work from one app rather than from several apps. And by having them in one app as well, it allows you to do things like create scenes. So you can group all these things together. So you can create, for example, a morning scene where when it reaches a certain time in the morning, the blinds open, the lights come on, the toaster goes on, your coffee maker automatically turns on. So that is result of the home app as well. 
other enhancements. Apple Music's been redesigned. It's a lot easier to navigate now with a totally new look and feel. The same thing for the news app. Uh, that's also going to be going to be revamped, so it, could, it can be sorted into more clearer sections and easier to find and manage find stories and also manage your subscriptions. And you'll also get breaking news notifications on your lock screen. That's iOS. Let's move on to Mac OS. It's no longer called OS ten. It is now called Mac OS. And similar with the naming convention, the naming convention is normally naming it after a Californian landmark, and they've done that again. It's called Mac OS Sierra. Now, this has added several new features to the Mac. One of them I've already mentioned is Siri. So you can now talk to your Mac to find different files, photos. You can locate files based on when you worked on them, search for photos, add events to your calendar, create and reply to messages, all now using Siri, which is available on your Mac. It's also got auto unlock. Now, when, whenever you use your Mac, if you've got a password, what do you have to do? You have to type in the password. But now with auto unlock, if you have an Apple Watch that's been previously authorized as being your Apple Watch, all you need to do is simply open up or be near your Mac. It will authenticate who you are through the Apple Watch. So no, no longer do you need to type in a password. It's also got optimized storage. Now, one problem we've all got with our computers is running out of memory. What optimized storage does, it looks at the space available on our computers and makes these computations based on what is taking up that space. So we can look at, for example, you may have duplicate downloads or your browser cache, some logs and other redundant data that you don't need. And what it does, it puts your oldest data up in the cloud and frees up the data on your computer for all, frees up the space on your computer for all the new data, which is really handy device, a little handy feature as well. There's also a universal clipboard. Already devices work together. So there's a, a continuity feature on an iPhone already. So if you're working on, you're say looking at a website, for example, and you want to then you, you want to leave, and you you can pick that up. If you're looking at it on your Mac, you can then pick it up where you left off, right on your iPhone or iPad. Same thing's going to apply for this universal clipboard. So you can copy and paste between devices. So whether you want to copy text, images, or photos, even videos, you'll be able to access them between your Mac, your iPhone, and your iPad. Similarly, with the iCloud Drive. You can access content from your Mac, your iPhone, and iPad uh, using Mac OS Sierra. If, if you put files on your desktop, for example, or in your documents folder, with iCloud Drive, you can access those folders on your Mac, on your iPhone, on your iPad. Even if you're running a second Mac, you can access that, that data from those files as well. So it all puts it all uh, accessible from iCloud. A new feature too is picture in picture. So if you want to catch up on a video from a Safari browser you, or, or, in, or with the iTunes, you can now pin it to the desktop and move it around while you're doing other things in the background. Uh, other new features, Apple Pay is now being enabled on on the Mac, and I don't mean you have to carry your Mac into the store, but if you're shopping online that's, that's enabled with Apple Pay, all you need to do is click on the Apple Pay icon, and rather than entering your credit card details, you simply verify your Apple Pay through your iPhone. So with uh, Touch ID, that uh, is verified and that uh, you've used Apple Pay a lot easier rather than typing in a long string of credit card numbers and figures as well. 
Watch OS has also had uh, some new some new features added. This is Watch OS three. We're up to now uh, with that. That was actually the first thing they spoke about at the Worldwide Developers Conference, which, by the way, was attended by thousands of people, including developers, of course. There were plenty of those there, but also by media, by other analysts as well. But it was a, it was a crowded house, I have to tell you. Watch OS 3, though. This really adds some interesting new features to Apple Watch. And one thing it does, which I'm very pleased about, is it makes it faster. One thing about accessing an app on your Apple Watch is that it takes a few seconds for that app to work. What they've done now with this new Watch OS 3 is sped that up by seven times. And how that works is that your favorite apps, you choose which ones you want to run in the background on a newly created dock, which you can then scan through on the screen simply by swiping across the screen. So each of those apps are running in the background. So all the uh, up-to-date information is right there and displayed on your screen as soon as you need it. That's a really handy new addition. One other thing I like about the new WatchOS 3 is the enhancement to messaging. Now, we're having an Apple Watch screen. It's it's pretty small screen, you have to admit. So having a keyboard is just not possible. It's just too small. But if you want to you want to write out a quick message, there's a new feature called Scribble. And what this does, it allows you to write a letter at a time, a short message, so it takes your writing and converts it to text one letter at a time. So if you want to just bash out a quick two or three word reply, you can do that. Even if the if the you know how sometimes you see pre populated responses like okay, thank you, I'm busy, or talk to you later. If you want to write out your own message, you can now do that with the scribble function, typing one letter at a time. So uh, that helps you get out those shorter messages right there on the watch screen without even having to get out your iPhone. They've also added a control center, similar to what you'll find on your iPhone. So if you want to put it into into flight mode, if you want to uh, see your battery level, uh, those sorts of things are accessible from the control center. Another new feature is an app called Breathe. And in a similar way where the Apple Watch reminds you to stand up and move around, this new app reminds you to take some time to do some deep breathing. Now, deep breathing, according to the experts, has a a massive effect on de-stressing and and living healthier. So it, it reminds you, take a minute Go through some breaths, slow down, and, and it counts you through. So if you're looking at the screen, you can see the, the image going in and out. It's sort of like a flower blossoming and going back down again. And if you want to breathe with your eyes closed, you can do that as well, and the phone will give you some, some haptic feedback, a little vibration on your wrist to give you instructions on what you need to do. Breathe is what your new Apple Watch is telling you to do. A more serious, uh, more serious feature is uh, an important one. It's an emergency feature. This is a feature that uh, the emergency mode that, if with a long press of the button on the right side of Apple Watch, will automatically call emergency. So, if you're, it will automatically detect where you are. So, if you're in the US, for example, you it'll dial triple O. It'll know if you're in Australia. It'll uh, sorry, if you're in the US, it'll dial nine one one. If you're in Australia, it'll dial triple zero. And depending on whatever country you're in, it will know that emergency number automatically without you having to program all those various countries. So you can use that whether you're in a medical situation, uh, whether there's a safety issue, if you, you feel endangered, you can just use that new app 
as well. TVOS has also had a couple of enhancements too. Uh, you can now widen your search with Siri to YouTube, so you can uh, search for YouTube videos just with your voice. There's also a new dark mode, which uh, allows you to view the interface. If you're in a dark room, rather than being blinded by that bright white background, it can now put a darker background uh, there instead. I think dark mode was a feature that we many of us anticipated would be on, on iOS 10, but it just didn't surface. It's only available for TVOS. Well, that's a wrap-up of all the things that we saw here at uh, the in San Francisco. If you want to read more about them, you can check them out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Well, Domino's Pizza isn't usually a company you would associate with innovation and technology. But to their credit, this is a service, a company which has really dived into its information, its data, uh, to come up with a greater way, a faster way to get your food to you faster. Now, what what the current model is? A lot of a lot of customers they they use their the home delivery service, and part of that service is a GPS tracker for the driver. So imagine you've ordered your pizza, and you can see on a map the driver making their way to your door. So you'll know exactly when they arrive. So you can you can time it. So you've got all all the place settings ready, all your drinks ready, uh, everyone's ready for their food, and then the minute they arrive at your house, you'll know exactly when they're there. Well, what I've, does, what I've found through uh, Domino's had an event uh, a few days ago, they, they revealed that more than half of their customers, up to 60%, as a matter of fact, actually go to pick up their pizza from the store. So how do you time it so that when you arrive at the store, your pizza is ready? Now, we all, we all either driving or walking or however we're getting there, the, the challenge is to time your run so that you get there just as your pizza is, is completed, just as it's coming out of the oven. Because oftentimes you arrive, your pizza may have been sitting in the rack for about 10 or 15 minutes. And as Domino's say, time is the enemy of food. So what they want is to give you your food as soon as it comes out of the oven to, to make that time, to, to coordinate that time as best as they can. But what they've done, they've, they've unveiled this new service that allows you, it's called on-time cooking. So what, what you do, if you're going to the store, you can then specify, you can agree, first of all, to be tracked. So what they've done is they've, they've flipped the GPS tracking model to, to the customer instead of on the driver as it is now. So now you're allowing Domino's to track you. So they will know your location, whether you're driving, on foot, on a bike, so that then when you enter what they call the cooking zone on your way to the store, they'll know to put your pizza in the oven. So by their judgment and their GPS tracking of you as a customer, they will know and will time your arrival with your pizza being cooked and just come out of the oven so you get it piping hot and fresh so you can take it home. A really interesting innovation there. Another thing they unveiled was a, a, a service called Zero Click. Now, as its name suggests, this is a way for you to order a pizza without clicking anything. All you need to do is open the Domino's app. Now, before you use this for the first time, you need to set up your favorite order on your app. So whether it's a large Supreme, you can save that as your favorite order. So next time you come to order a pizza, all you need to do is simply open the app. And it is it will send the order automatically, giving you 
10 seconds to cancel the order in case you may have opened it by mistake. So you do have a window to cancel that order. But it is a really simple and easy way for you to order. Zero click. You've got to admire Domino's with the way that they've really dived into all the data they've got access to, the GPS tracking. They're really working to make their service even faster and more efficient. I learned that a Domino's pizza takes 7 minutes and 40 seconds to make from completion to cooking, 7 minutes, 40 seconds. They're hoping to bring that time down to four minutes, and then eventually down to three minutes. And to do that, they're going to have new fast ovens, new flow assembly, because what Domino's use now is an oven with a conveyor belt. So you put it in, and it goes through fast enough so that it's cooked by the time it gets there the other side. So imagine all of that equipment being updated to give you a faster service. Domino's are saying they'd love to get the home delivery time down to 10 minutes and a pickup time of just three minutes. So you think about that. Once they gain these efficiencies, they this is a real possibility. So Domino's doing their best to get your pizza to you faster and piping hot. If you want to read more about that story, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Well, Bose is a very well-respected audio company, and they've just unveiled their new range of headphones and earphones. And apart from being new, the other thing they have in common is that they are all wireless headphones and earphones. So starting at the QC35s, the Quiet Comfort 35s, they're the flagship uh, headphones for Bose, a real leader they are in noise-canceling headphones. Well, now, ditch the cable, you've got Bluetooth connectivity, and improved audio quality and uh, obviously Bluetooth capability, but the noise cancellation uses microphones on the inside and outside of the ear cups to measure the ambient noise and then respond with an equal and opposite signal in less than a millisecond to cancel out that noise, whether you're on a plane, whether you're on a subway, or just to want to quieten down the people around you. Speaking of planes, though, I hear people saying, but hang on a minute, a plane doesn't have Bluetooth, and you're right. You can use these on a plane because what comes with the QC35s is an audio cable. So you can, it does come with an airline adapter, a normal 3.5mm audio cable, so you can plug it in, listen as you normally would on, a, on your wired no, noise-canceling Bose headphones. So you can use that on a plane as well. Their $499 will be available in stores this week. The other product, the Bose Quiet Control 30, these are in-ear these are earphones, but they come with a neckband, so it allows you to wear these all day. So you can have the neckband, gives you, you can wear that comfortably. Your earphones then just rest on the top of your chest there. You can pick them up and listen to your music or take a call whenever you like throughout the day. Now, these are called quiet control because it allows you to control the level of noise cancellation, whether you want a little bit, you may be on the streets or on a, on a run, you want to hear the traffic around you, you might want to hear your airport, your, your flight announcement. So it allows you to turn down the level of noise cancellation. Or on the other the other side of the spectrum, you're on a pub, you're on public transport, you're on a plane, whatever you want to do, you can completely go 100% with the noise cancellation so that you can quieten down all that ambient noise as well. The other products, the Sound Sport and the Sound Sport Pulse. As their name suggests, these are sports earphones that are built from durable material that can withstand your sweat, rain, whatever you happen to be doing when you're training. And the Sound Sport Pulse adds a 
a way to read your heart rate through the blood flow in your ear, which reportedly is more accurate, a more accurate way to get gain your heart rate than it is on your wrist, which a lot of other products, including the Apple Watch, use wrist-based heart rate monitors to get your heart rate. This apparently is a lot more accurate if it's done through your ear. The Sound Sport Pulse 249, the Sound Sport Sorry, the SoundSport Pulse is 299 The regular SoundSport are 249 and expect to see them in the next month or so. They're available in a range of colours as well, red, blue, yellow, uh, and the other products are available. The, the QC35s are available in black and silver, and the Quiet Control 30s are just available in the one, one colour in black. So they are the new range of bows, uh, all wireless, and if you want to check them out, you can find them at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And Netgear is introducing the new Arlo Q. This is an AC-powered full 1080p HD camera with audio and enhanced night vision that lets you see and hear in perfect detail. ArloQ is designed to deliver the best experience indoors. It comes with two-way audio, so you can listen and talk back and forth. That means you can pop in to see how things are going at home while you're out or where, wherever you are in the world. You can set motion alerts, let you know if anything moves, and use seven days of free cloud recordings to store a video record of events online. With Arlo, you've got every angle covered. For more information, visit arlo.com forward slash au. Tech Guide Review with Stephen Fennett. Our first review is a case, a tiny case, from a company called Catalyst. And the case is made especially for the Apple Watch. Now, you've all heard of waterproof cases for your phones. Well, imagine a waterproof case for Apple Watch. Because you think about it, Apple Watch can do lots of things. It's just not waterproof. You can't swim with it. You can't go have a shower with it. It's not waterproof. But now it is with the Catalyst case. And how what how it works, it comes itself, the, the case itself has its own straps. So all you need of your Apple Watch is the actual watch section. So you can take off the straps that, that came with Apple Watch. That pops inside a little silicon sleeve, which then is encased uh, top and bottom with the Catalyst case. There's even a small screw and a little screwdriver to completely seal the product and make it waterproof. Now, one thing, it is very slim, uh, it's very slim profile, so it doesn't add too much bulk to the watch. Now, one of the reasons, one way it does that is by not having a top cover on the screen. So it creates a seal around the Apple Watch's own screen. So your screen, the glass of the screen, still touches the water, but because it's all sealed, the rest of it is all sealed off by the Catalyst case, it is still waterproof. So don't panic about that. It, it, it still maintains the waterproof seal, and then it becomes easier, when whether you're in and out of the water, easier to still, you're actually using the device's actual screen rather than trying to use it through a cover. 
So it's uh, it it does it still keeps it waterproof and does make it still easy to use. You still have access, of course, to the digital crown as well as the main button on the base. You can it can still read your heart rate through the silicon through the silicon seal on the bottom, and it can also be charged using your Apple Watch charger through the case as well. So that there's not the inconvenience of having to unpack this uh, the case every time you want to charge it or measure your heart rate. It will all work while it's in the catalyst case so we, we took ours actually for a swim uh, we also had a shower with it so suddenly now you can take your apple watch places where you haven't done before one word of warning though and you can wear it like in the shower in the bath if you're surface swimming or maybe snorkeling but if you're doing act, uh, water uh, sports like skiing like high speed activities like skiing wakeboarding surfing jet skiing catalyst says to avoid those because of your traveling at speed it could maybe dislodge that seal and let water into the apple watch so be very careful when we first got it for our review we were told that we needed to water test it so there's like a dummy apple watch in the box so we, we did that put it underwater for 30 minutes took it out inspected inside the silicon sleeve the little dummy apple watch it was dry as a bone so we knew the seal was right the seal was working that's what you do for any waterproof product any waterproof case for a phone or anything like that they do encourage you to do to make that test so this was dry as a bone so we were confident that it was going to work once we went for a swim and had a shower and did all our activities it's only available for the apple watch 42 millimeter model there isn't the smaller 38. So there, it's only for Apple Watch 42 millimeters. It's priced at $89.95. It's available in plain black, black with orange controls, which is the one we used, gray with green controls as well. So nice choices. And suddenly your Apple Watch is waterproof. So if you want to take it to swim for a swim, for a snorkel, you can now do that. But you do need the Catalyst case first. If you want to read all about that, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Tech Now, we're big audio fans here at Tech Guide, and the Audio Technica headphones really pleased us with their audio quality. The model is the ATH SR5BT, BT being shorthand for Bluetooth. These are wireless headphones. They are on-ear headphones, so not too bulky. That's what I liked about them. They they sit on your ear. They've got lovely, soft memory foam that sits on your ear, so it creates a little seal, but still very comfortable even though they are sitting on your ear as well. And what, what the uh, Audio Technica headphones also have on board is high-res audio, but I'll talk about that in a moment. These are quite comfortable. They've got a leather headband that's padded and on-ear design, so you can wear these for hours and it's, it, you'll be quite comfortable. With Bluetooth on board, of course, forget the cables. You can wirelessly stream your music from your mobile device, so no getting tangled up in the cables. It's also got NFC on board as well, so if you've got a, an Android phone with NFC, you can simply just touch it to the uh, ear cup to the left earpiece and that makes that bluetooth connection instantly the drivers on board 45 millimeter drivers very impressive audio quality i have to say i was really pleased with the sound i'm a, I'm a fan of having a, a fair amount of bass in my opinion these are a little bit thin on the bass side but that doesn't say that other other music lovers will will not totally appreciate that whole that whole offering there I would have loved a little bit more bass, but that's not to say these aren't good the good audio quality. The other thing that I took note of was there's a pretty hard limit on the volume level. If you want to really crank these up, the the top audio, the, the highest, uh, loudest volume,
volume uh, for some users. For me, it was perfect. I, I quite liked it. But I do know there are other listeners and anyone who's been on public transport has probably heard them. They love uh, a little bit louder playback through their headphones. For, so that's just one thing that some people might not like, the uh, level, the volume levels on the on the Audio Technica SR5BTs. But that aside, I've got to say, really easy to use. All the controls are on the base of each earpiece, so you can uh, forward through your music, backwards through your music, control the volume, the control. It's a tiny little lever that you you really need to be careful with. It took us a little bit of uh, a little bit of time to work out how to touch the to adjust the volume without uh, moving to the next track. It, it, it was a little sensitive, but we did get the hang of it pretty quickly. So we, we did appreciate the fact that that was all in one place, all those controls. Now, this has got a battery that will run, would you believe, for 38 hours non-stop. So uh, that's pretty decent. And if your battery does happen to run out, you do have an audio cable so you can connect it in the normal way to your headphone jack, the other end to the headphones, and it's just like a regular pair of headphones. Now, onto high-res audio. Now, high-res audio, for those who don't know, are audio files that are 24-bit and above. Now, CD quality is 16-bit, so you can imagine high-res audio being better than CD quality. And the good news is is that these Audio-Technica headphones can handle that quality of music. So if you're a fan, it's a good thing to know that if you do want to download the uh, the high-res audio files, you can. But the catch here is that being high-res audio, the file size uh, is is big, too big for Bluetooth to handle. Bluetooth can only stream uh, a certain uh, bit rate that is high-res audio is too much for Bluetooth to stream wirelessly, hence the reason why you do need to connect the cable if you do want to listen to high-res audio. We gave it a try. We downloaded the high-res audio version of Jean-Michel Jarre's Electronica Volume 2, which uh, we're big fans of Jarre, and really, we really loved the, the... You could really tell the detail, the added detail that came with that high-res audio. Uh, it, it's, it's similar to when you're moving from standard-definition video to high-definition video. All the detail you pick up in the picture, well, imagine that on audio. Imagine all the levels that you can pick up, all that extra detail in the music. Yeah, I think you need a bit of, to be a bit of an audio file to appreciate that, but I think it's good to know that these headphones can handle it if you want to take it that far. The Audio Technica ATH SR5 Bluetooth headphones priced at $369, which I think is reasonable. And if you read our full review, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Okay, this next product from SanDisk is for all you iPhone and iPad users. This is a product called the iExpand flash drive. Now, this is a USB drive that allows you to expand the memory on your iPhone or iPad. So if you've got, uh, you want to carry around some data, you've got your favorite movies, you can actually plug this into your, iPad, your iPhone or iPad's lightning connector and access the data that's on this thumb drive. So it's like a USB drive for your iPhone or iPad. So rather than you taking up space on your device for your favorite music, your favorite movies, or your favorite photo albums, you can store them on this flash drive rather than taking up space on the iPhone or the iPad. Really handy if you're, if you're traveling, for example, you're on a plane, you've got all your favorite movies, you can simply then plug them in to your iPad or your iPhone and enjoy them. You can even save content to this drive as well. So there is a feature where you can back up your photos, uh, save, uh, upload 
upload and download different files. So at one end is a USB 3 connector. At the other end is the Lightning connector. So you can even connect this to your computer, drag all your data, connect it to your iPad or iPhone, and access that data through this SanDisk iExpand flash drive. Really handy. I think uh, it's it's excellent for someone who doesn't want all their space taken up with uh, with videos and other content. It allows them then to carry this around uh, rather than taking up space on their device. Comes in two capacities: 32 gig, which is 109.95, and 64 gig, which is 149.95. The SanDisk iExpand flash drive. If you're an iOS user, so iPhone or iPad, I think this is a product that's going to be of great interest. If you want to check it out and see the photos, what it looks like, how it works, you can do that, techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family and your devices safe online. Now, when you think about it, there's a lot of valuable stuff stored on our computers, family photos, videos, tax documents, work documents, really important stuff. But what would you do if all of a sudden they were all gone? They were encrypted and impossible to retrieve. Well, that there is called ransomware. That's malware that locks you out of your own files and then demands that you pay up or lose access to them forever. Now, the bad news is ransomware is on the rise here in Australia. In fact, Australia is now the most targeted country for ransomware attacks in the Southern Hemisphere. Norton Security Premium is a powerful internet security solution that can help keep you safe from ransomware by identifying and warning you against dodgy files before you click and backing up your files from your PC to the cloud so you'll always have a copy if anything goes wrong. To learn more about how to protect your online life, visit au.norton.com. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Okay, the Tech Guide help desk this week is about smartphones, and I, I do get a lot of a lot of calls and questions from readers and listeners who uh, say to me, "Oh, my phone's dead; it won't turn on. Something's wrong." And oftentimes, uh, all it takes to get your device working again is a reboot. Well, people are saying, "Well, how do I reboot? I just I thought pressing the on button would reboot my phone." Well, no, there is a way to do like a hard reboot of a device. I know on the iPhone, if you have the the lock key and the home key, press and hold them together for about 10 to 15 seconds. Uh, you'll see the screen will black out and then you'll see a, a little, uh, or the screen will already be blacked out. Then you'll see the Apple icon once it boots up again. Because sometimes your phone just, it's like a little computer, just doesn't turn on. For Android users, if your phone doesn't work, if it doesn't turn on straight away, try holding the volume up key and the power key at the same time. Press and hold them again, 10 to 15 seconds, and that should do a hard reboot of your device. And and that is the only thing required to get it working again. There's nothing wrong with your device. It's just one of those things that just doesn't boot up properly, just like your computer does sometimes. So that's a really easy way to get around it. So now you know what to do if your phone doesn't cooperate, if it's not starting when you want to, now you know exactly how to get around that problem. So the hard reboot on your smartphone is something you will definitely be using in the future. 
And that's our show for this week. You can read about everything we've talked about at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, email us at info at techguide.com.au. We want to give a special thanks, a special shout-out to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also a shout-out to Norton, the company that can help keep you, your family, and your devices safe online. Thanks for listening. It's been a pleasure having you with us once again. We look forward to you joining us again next week when we're back in Australia. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.